0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day and the world has opened its doors for another month because it's September the 1st. And September is a notoriously, I won't say bad month, but certainly interesting month when it comes to traditional equity markets. And Nick Kunzer with me, is with me rather. From Sun and Private Wealth for the opening this morning, and the the one thing that I will say about the opening of September is that the gold price has done rather well. I mean, in fact, it's mm. shot up. Uh, so, does that set the trend for September? Because I'm sensing an interesting month, Nick.
1: Uh, morning, Lindsay. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think more than anything, it, it to me, it's just that that carry on theme that uh, that weaker dollar coming through fast and furious today i mean this is the main story for me i mean almost through briefly this morning through 120 to euro which i must add some people's year end target price yeah uh we've done that already uh sterling 134 it was only last week we broke 133 and so the theme continues uh and by all intents and purposes s&p where they open up now will be another record high to start Mm -hmm. the month and uh I've got some nice little numbers I'll quickly run through before we go through to the usual stuff. Please do. The the Dow Jones last night, obviously down on the day, but if if we actually look at what we've done, the the five-month percentage gains since we've effectively shut down in March. So on the five-month percentage gains, the Dow advanced um, (laughs) 29.7%, and the S&P added 35. So let me do this. Dow Jones, 29.7% over the five months. That is its biggest percentage gain since 2009. Mm. We have the S&P 500 adding 36%. That's its best five-month run since October 1938. I mean, we're talking decades and decades and decades. And the NASDAQ, of course, uh, not as, as we would expect, advancing 52.9%. That's its strongest five months since March 2001, week before the tech crash. Um, and you can go down and drill some of the numbers. I mean, Tesla up another 13%, 74% up for Tesla for the, just for the month, and up 495% on the year, no, adding 309,
0: no, no,
1: no, $390 billion in market value. It's now worth more than the entire car industry combined and the value of J.P. Morgan or Chase, which is the largest U.S. bank by
0: assets. Okay, so just you've given me so many numbers it's there. Difficult to get your head around, yeah. yeah 74% in a month for Tesla. Mm-hmm. And what did you say, 595% on a year-to-date or over the last 12 months? Because I have to write this year down. Year-to-date. Just year-to-date. you see, that's wrong.
1: And what I find more than interesting than anything else is the fact that yesterday was the busiest trading day for Tesla on record. I need to get my call clear out here because it's 115 million shares changed hands. Okay, that's double the previous high. Just to put that in perspective, that is 15% of its entire market cap turning over in eight hours.
0: So if you took the JSE, if you took the daily turnover of the JSE, let's say it's 20 billion Mm -hmm. rand per day, what does that mean in terms of Tesla trading? I mean, just divide the 20 billion by whatever the dollar is, 1650. I I know
1: know, know what Tesla closed at. So let's do, uh, we've got one hundred and fifteen million shares. So closed at, let's call it 498. And then uh, multiple that by the rand value. We're looking at... uh, so Tesla alone, which was in the Russell two thousand, yes. traded nine hundred and seventy three billion Rands worth of value yesterday.
0: <laughs> and we trade what as a whole exchange twenty billion.
1: Let's call it twenty. So it traded uh, what have we got? Yeah, twenty billion. So work it out. So I mean we did it took what uh, what Tesla did in, in, in one day would take the J C fifty.
0: Take almost two months. Just to put things in perspective. Let's put it into perspective. Okay, let's have a look at the spot prices now if we can, because uh, there's an interesting story to tell. Okay. Let's start with the dollar rand. Dollar rand is sixteen eighty. British pound against the rand twenty two fifty three. The euro rand is twenty twelve, and the euro dollar is one nineteen seventy two. And as you said earlier, Nick, it was above one twenty at one brief stage. But anyway, that's probably a big number for option writers and that sort of thing. But we'll talk about that later. On the gold price, because of that, is up close to nineteen ninety. Let's call it nineteen ninety. Up thirty five dollars an ounce. The Platinum price is up twenty eight dollars fifty to nine fifty eight dollars fifty. Where's palladium, please?
1: Uh, palladium is currently trading at two two nine seven, so three dollars away
0: from twenty three hundred. That's up at 2% on the day. And up 1.2% is West Texas Intermediate Crude, and Brent Crude Oil is up 1.2%. Uh, $43.11 for the West Texas and $45.82 for, for the Brent Crude. Steadily rising, obviously the weak dollar being a, a factor here. This dollar story, just tell me about the dollar story. Why is the dollar weak? I mean, we know why it's weak, because of the excess supply of dollars from the U.S. Federal Reserve. But mm-hmm. is there anything overnight that has made it you know, 70 18 basis points worse than it was yesterday
1: no and if you look at the dollar index down almost below 92 as you said it's a significant dollar weakness um it's a difficult one Lindsay. i'm not entirely sure i think there's a little bit there's a lot of concerns with uh, obviously heading into september as we, we've said a few times on the show traditionally a weak month for equities uh, and there's quite a few speed bumps coming out out of the u.s i mean we've still got you know, don't forget we've still got a possibly resurgent. We're heading into winter for COVID-19 in North America. Uh, we've got a stalemate still over Congress and additional pandemic aid, and and also we've got the U.S. presidential election race between President, Joe, uh, Vice President Joe Biden, and obviously the incumbent Donald Trump. Not to mention the fact that uh, the data out of the U.S. is is looking not as rosy as we're seeing out of Europe. So. I get the sense there's a real switch out of out of people in the next few months of, of big asset managers moving things out of US-denominated assets and, and, and into places like Europe, which is why I think the dollar's weaker. But um, that that's I mean that's my take, on it <clears throat> and also you know not to mention the fact there's a little bit of nerves, uh, sort of slowly creeping in the VIX yesterday, um, up 15% on the day again. Sorry, yeah, 15% yesterday. That brings its move to 40% up in five days. So a lot of people starting to take a bit of a, a risk-off position um, yes. on, on certainly on US equities, which would, would imply also a US dollar that is weaker. But yeah, so that, just that, cl- for me, that's the again, mm,
0: again. There's so many numbers that you're throwing at me. Just tell me again about the VIX. Uh, is it now four or five days that the volatility index, which is a measure of risk, has gone up? Is it four or five days, and how much is the percentage?
1: so it's five days, right? It Mm. rose 14, let's call it 15% yesterday, Mm. uh, last night. So it brings its five-day move to 40%. Mm.
0: Um,
1: It closed at 26.41%. And, you know, historically with equities at all-time highs, historically the VIX should be round about the mid-teens. So it should be 15, 16% thereabouts, not 26. And it certainly implies that there's uh, I mean, there's been so many theories thrown around, so many talks about having to sort of people hedge themselves against the, the FANG shares, which keep going higher. They can't buy the stock, so they, they, they're potentially buying the upside calls to try to position themselves. But one thing is evidence that the VIX is sort of um, flashing, sort of you know, screaming red at the moment, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it is. And let's see which one is right, the VIX or the stock market. Uh, Old Mutual came out with its results this morning, interim results to the month, six months ended 30th of June. Share price up a little bit. Um, I'm looking at these things and I, I actually went after the first couple of paragraphs, I and, and don't, don't get bored, but I just can't quite understand the company because it's so complicated. But anyway, what did you say <coughs> this morning in your morning meeting? Well,
1: well, not a great deal because the chap who covers it apparently has is, is got sort of round robbing, he's out seeing all the banks this morning, but the general feeling was uh, <clears throat> nothing to get too excited about. I mean, a few people like the story, but, um, I mean, ever since the, the, the Peter Moyo debacle at last year and that sort of soap opera, you know, Old Mutual really has lagged the sort of insurance basket. And, uh, and we mentioned yesterday in your show about uh, the March lows and how our financials are sitting they haven't bounced like some of the offshore guys have done. Well, I mean, a, a, old mutuals is certainly a, a, a case in point. I mean, it's only sitting about twenty percent off its all time low, um, but off its all sorry, off its low this year. Yes, but I mean, well, off its fifty-two week high of twenty-one rand, so it's fifty percent down from its from where it was, uh, you know, in in fifty-two weeks. So, difficult one, Lindsay. I don't know nothing. Nothing. I don't. I can't get too excited about this share, and um, no. you, you know, and, and also a bit disappointing given given the fact that these guys are new to income and cash generative, why they would, in effect, hold back their dividend too. So I don't think it went down very well
0: either. Okay, anyway, the share price uh, on my delayed screen is up around about half a percent. But as you say, nothing Mm -hmm. to get too excited about. CashBuild came out with their annual results and dividend declaration for the year ended 28th Mm -hmm. of June. CashBuild has been a fantastic story. I mean, if you'd have been around 20 years ago, you would have bought it at 150. And if you'd have gone away for 20 years, you would be now looking at 181 Rand share.
1: Yeah, and if you'd bought it back in the lows of March, you'd have picked it up under a hundred bucks. It's up so you have made, so you have almost doubled your money. No, I think this is a cracking operation, really mm. it's uh, we don't as as Sunland have exposure to it, but I mean i do have a few clients who sort of wax lyrical about it all the time about the management and about how well they're doing and 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 I guess management backing themselves up by paying a dividend. I mean, uh, a dividend increase. Uh, what was the final dividend? I think it was seven rand, was it? What was the dividend? Two and fifty five. So I mean, a two and fifty five dividend um, on a on a stock is trading at one hundred and seventy bucks. It's Not massive, but you know, it just shows intent. And uh, year to date, stock's down twenty one percent. Quite a decent the dividend yield, though, almost five percent. So I think this is this is one to watch. I read as I say, this only my personal view but uh, these guys continue to to certainly sort of outperform and, and deliver when, when they're expected to deliver. So kudos to them.
0: Yes, okay, uh, let's have a look at another one now. I know there's a couple of, the, this is what, I don't wanna get into it now because we'll, we'll talk about it maybe with David later on, but there's a company called Exponent Limited. It doesn't trade. But it still continues to be on the JSE. It's come out with its results today, audited results for the nine months ended 31st of March. Its a trade, last trade was at one cent. So essentially, it's a delisted company. And there's another one as well, Nutritional Holdings Limited. Financial results for the year ended February. Um, I mean, why February? I mean, people are coming up with their June results, and this was a one cent. Surely they should just be they should just be banned from the exchange. I mean, it'll save them a lot of money. Why do they carry on? I don't understand it.
1: You know, maybe there's obligations, maybe there's private equity guys that have backed them. And one of the requirements is you have to be a listed entity. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there is a lot of there's a lot of uh, companies on IJSC. Quite frankly, if I could give them any advice, as why well, bother? You know, it's, it's as you said, it's expensive. You've got to have compliance officers. You've got to have audit results. You've got to, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not for everyone being listed on an exchange. And typically, it's, in the past, it's only been done for people who want to raise money or people who are looking for exits. So to 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 maintain a, a yourself as a listing, a status as a listed company, yes. and that goes for anywhere around the world on a listed exchange. It, it is quite a Quite a responsibility, and, and it's quite an expensive responsibility. So
0: yes, what it is. It's worth, yeah. DOD Gold Limited—they came out with their provision results for the year ended thirtieth of June, and also a dividend declaration. The share price up on my screen, uh, almost three percent. I mean, it's obviously to do with mm. the gold price this morning, but yeah, a nice operation while gold while the gold price is doing well. Obviously, it's a tailings operation. Yeah, it's not. It's not as you said. It's not.
1: Uh, it's not your traditional digging shafts four kilometres under the ground. Uh, it is entailing uh, in, in retreatment and stuff, and uh, there are, by nature, these companies focused on sort of a, the lower risk, higher margin ounces. Um it, it's they're based not far from here in Derby. They're about 50 ks north. I think they're somewhere like Run Bruckpan or somewhere around that sort of area. But it's quite an interesting one and quite a quite a popular one amongst the small cap sort of fans. Um, a lot of clients uh, like the story. I've read a lot of positive things on it, and obviously, a direct beneficiary of a gold price that's almost breaking two thousand. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 one to watch, one to watch. As I say, it's on. I think the Financial Mail a week or two had it as one of their picks for the year. So, it's definitely doing the right thing at the moment. And yeah, two point three percent high. I think almost back up to a fifty-two week high.
0: Okay, let's have a look at the movers on the JSE today. According to my screen, I've got Capital and Counties up six and a half percent, Anglo Gold Ashanti up four and a third percent, Goldfields up nearly four percent, and Sabania Stillwater up three point seven percent. On the downside, Cartrack down five point one, Glencore down three point one percent, Resilient down two and a quarter, and Liberty Holdings down two point one. So a really mixed bag this morning on September the first. People preparing themselves for what's going to happen for the rest of the month. Uh, what, what's the mood though this morning, Nick? Yeah, I think
1: we're more upbeat than not, um, you know, quite a solid, you know, it's, it's it, once again, Lindsay, the hard part about sort of being a, a trader or, or a, a manager of money on the JSC is, is, is two very different markets. You know, you've always historically, and you would know this, has always been historically the difference between the Rand hedges and the non-Rand hedges, etc. But now this morning now there's a real, I guess the last few weeks with this gold price and, these, and this, this weaker dollar, is a story of very two different markets. The miners and the commodity guys are in the SA Inc. space and the financials. And the one is lagging and the one is pushing up to 52-week highs. So two very different markets on the JSE. But overall, I think quite a positive mood. Uh, we, had a, we had a lot of feedback last night. I don't know if you picked up the news feed where you are, but... Um, Certainly, out of the NEC, sounds like the ANC, Mr. Ramaphosa, sort of stared down as detractors, and uh, seems to be sort of got the NEC behind them, which I think is positive. So, as well as that weaker, the weaker dollar, I think the rand this morning completely reversing. I mean, down 1.2 per cent, firmer now, 16.73. So, I think a little bit of positive tailwind for for SA uh, this morning, um, which I think is a good thing going into September.
0: Very good. Please give me the indices after nearly one hour of trading.
1: Okay, on this first day of September, it's quite a solid start. So FTSE All Share um, up 1.5%, 816 points firmer, 56,292. Uh, the Top 40 Index 1.67% firmer, back above 52,000, 52,076. Looking at the financials, they are flat, given that that seems to be the theme the last few days. But drilling down, technology shares up two and a half percent, basic materials 2.5% firmer. Even telecommunications getting a bit up 0.2%. On the downside, industrials lagging slightly 0.45%. Healthcare down 0.89%. And uh, energy shares down almost 2%.
0: Nick Kunza, thank you very much for your time this morning. Nick Kunza is from Sunland Private Wealth. And he'll be back with me for the 5 o'clock shadow with David Shapiro later on. And that was the opening.